Welcome back to Fishtown Local. And Fishtown can best be summed up by one citizen in this town. Ta-da! And that citizen is none other than my special guest today, Mr. Henry. Hey, hey, Gordo. Trumpets and drums, Farini. Da-da-da-da-da-da. And he is here. We want to find out. Welcome, first of all. Thank you. And the name of today's show is What Makes Henry Tech? He's a tightly wound individual. He's I don't f- know. I've never thought about that. <laughs> He's a filmmaker. He is an institutional founder of the Writer Center. Yeah, he GWC, is- 126 East Main Street. That's Go. Right. <laughs> he is a poet himself. He is the nephew of Gloucester's most famous poet, Vincent Farini. He is a concert stager. He is a lighter. He is a technician. I don't have to go through this. He is a poet and a saxophone player. Yeah, saxophone. All you (laughs) saxophonists out there. (laughs) Good day. He has organized so many concerts that he has been nice enough to ask me and that I know his skills at getting from the beginning to the end. But here we are not to talk about Gloucester. We're here to talk about Henry. Henry and Gloucester. So, uh, past present, and future. What makes Henry Farini tick? I've got a good past story, and that has to do with Leo Alper and Jonathan Bayless. So um, people may know in 1997, 97? The no, year Chicken Jack started. 87. Yeah. 87. I'm in the wrong Wrong era. decade, right. Wrong decade. No, 87. Or, or no, no, no. Got to go back further. Whatever. Okay. 78. 40 years ago. 78. All right. Yes. How did I get from... <laughs> 20 years off. Man, I'm slipping. So, 78, the, uh, Mayor Alper and Jonathan Bayless... Jonathan Bayless actually brought the CETA program from Jimmy Carter to Gloucester. Hmm. Right, 1977-78 and they were down at the Huntress home and um, that was, that's where it was housed there was actually just a, a little um, uh, Martin Ray put together a, a kind of a get together of all the artists that were there yeah. in, um, in 78 and himself and Greg Gibson and uh, a lot of other folks uh, uh, came to it, but anyhow, how I got I got a, my start making films in the real world from Leo Alper and Jonathan Bellis when they started the Gloucester Arts and Humanities program, and I went in there and talked to Jonathan, and basically, I'd only made some little films in in college, and I I talked my way into a, a job where I would learn. While I earn. And was this real? My f- motto, learn <laughs> while you earn. Was this real film and not video? This was the real thing. Well, um, actually, we did some stuff in the real, quote, yeah. film. Yeah. But the first thing that I produced uh, with Martin Ray happened to be on um, the first uh, kind of broadcast uh, video equipment, which was called a Sony Portapack. Yes. And um, with beta, was it? No, 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 this is way before beta. No. These are little five inch 
half uh, half inch tape reels and you had a, a machine that you carried on your shoulder and the reels went round and round wow. and went into this little black and white camera and then there were only two edit rooms in um, Boston that actually handled this stuff and one was uh, at the lo- the board of library commissioners down in Kenmore Square and that's where we went and edited this piece but anyhow I, I, I give my start in this whole biz to um, to Jonathan. Wow. Yeah. Is that film still extant? It is. Yeah. So, oh, that's yeah. good. Well, when I met you first was back in the 70s, speaking of the 70s. Yeah. And I remember you guys were all kind of suspicious. Who's this guy who didn't go to high school here, who thinks he's such a, you know, a summer person? And I went out and plastered the city with the developers are coming posters and because they were coming and it was the first time. And I remember the first person that called me up and said, right on, keep doing this was you. And I was going like, oh, boy, he's the first one of these guys who gave me the time of day, you know, because I had uh, basically moved back here. Uh, in 1972 to 76, but then I was gone from 76 to 79, and then when I came back, that's when this Yeah, that's when we did that. Um, I I was bummed that I wasn't able to participate in that Horribles parade. Uh Yeah. Is there any... Is there any like photo documentation of that? I just don't know. Yeah, remember we went in there with the yeah, yeah. With, with with the Century Twenty One Blazers on. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and uh, holding signs. I about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I that was, was complimented nice to be asked <laughs> of, of guerrilla theater. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've done that kind of thing a lot, guerrilla theater. In town. Yeah. And, uh, that's my cousin, guerrilla theater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Well, now, what are you working on now? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Cue, cue the tape. Let's hear it. This is... Let's see. Wait a minute. i got to get it up a little. I have that there problem we every There night. we go. There we go. Yeah. All right, so you're listening to Lester Young. Lester Young's a saxophone player. He died in 1959. I'm kind of obsessed with Lester Young. have been for the last five or six years trying to make this film starts off in Paris ends in Paris he had a very short life 49 years but he was very important he influenced everybody every saxophone player alive this guy influenced and he has a very powerful story a story about racism a story about America story about dreams and forsaken ones. And uh, so I was very lucky last May to get a National Endowment of the Arts Award to continue my work on Lester Young. And um, I was, uh, I have a 22 minute sort of compilation that I'm shopping around in hopes to uh, raise the rest of the money to uh, bring it to completion. What is a completion? Uh, 60 minutes? 90 minutes? You know, I think it's going to be 82 minutes and 20 seconds. Wow. That'd be great. That, that's you know, I that's want perfect. It. I want it. 82 minutes and 20 seconds. Oh, come on. That everybody is the perfect me. length of a show or a movie. <laughs> well, you know, everybody asks me what it's going to be. I actually don't know what the hell okay. it's going to be. Yeah. But it's going to be. But it'll be feature length. Be. Yeah. 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 
Well, it may not. Yeah, well, you it know, an you hour know. might be feature length because I've seen your movies on Channel 2. Yeah. But this is bigger Lester Young than Channel 2 Regional. And I'm sure your movies have traveled around the country. But this thing would be national. Yeah, no, this is... I'm actually talking to um, a, a French television station now. Um, it's it's actually an international uh, satellite station. It's called Arte. It's owned by a French and German concern. And Lester Young was very big in mm, France and in totally. Germany yeah. uh, in the in the 40s and the 50s. Yeah. He traveled there extensively. That's yeah. why the film starts there, because there was this interview that happened in 1959 with this French uh, uh, jazz producer. And um, and then five, five weeks later, Lester died. So I'm hoping that Arte may take an interest in this. I'm, I have a... a a collaboration with a with a company in Paris, and they're shopping it around. So, do you ever get to shoot scenes with modern people who are now old who worked with him, like him? You where you might have a current day interview with him about? Those oh yeah, days? I mean, there's uh, the people in this film include people I've interviewed for this film include Harry Belafonte, oh. um, Sonny Rollins, Wayne Shorter. Uh, Branford Marcellus, uh, Lee Conant's Phil Schatz, um, BB King, yeah, and John Malkovich. Oh, sorry, just kidding. Yeah, no, and no Johnny there. <laughs> I but heard him King narrate was, one of your films. That's why. I said. Yeah, he he narrated po- Polis is this. That was a great yeah. coup to oh, get him. Polis is this. Yes, exactly. To narrate some of yeah. those pieces. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he do um, the Lowell one? No. No. Okay. No. That no. was Johnny Depp of worked on that. Not bad. Yeah. So what do you just have a little black book where you just call these guys up? Hey, Johnny, let's No, the, the, tr- the trick is for anybody who actually is listening to this that you call your you call the publicist. Right? Yeah. Why would you call a publicist? Their publicist or yes, yours? Yes, you call yeah, their theirs. publicist. Yes, right. Because you say, listen, you know, the, the agent you can't call the agent. No, they won't. Because they're looking for 15 percent yeah. of yeah. what you know. They're, 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 yeah. They don't want to. They don't no, the waste publicist their time. is art. They but want the, no. Yeah. The publicist senses that there's a story there. Yes. To promote his client. Right. That's great. And so, that's how that's how I got to Johnny Depp, and that's how I well not so, I didn't I got to Malkovich through. Yeah. Uh, um, so you don't play pool with these guys, and hey. Nah, nah. Is that first one nah. what you call an in depth? Interview? It was. Oh, sorry. But actually, it was very funny because he called me one Saturday, and Susan, uh, my wife, picked up the phone, and she, she, <laughs> she, he, she, he said to her, yeah. uh, I'm, looking for, I'm looking for Henry Farini. <laughs> Ain't we all, baby? <laughs> and uh, this is Johnny Depp. And she's like... <laughs> is, is this a radio call-in show? <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that oh. was very funny. <laughs> but were you but there? Did I you, was there, you and he wanted a pronunciation on a couple of words. He awesome. was. This was a long time ago. This is when he was doing the movie uh. The Ninth or something. Oh. In, and he was living in. He was living in France. I don't mean to make this about him, but really, has he ever done a bad role? No. Even if it's a bad movie, his role is you know, always he's phenomenal. Amazing. He's just. But I guess he's gotten some hot water lately with yeah, his lately, female yes. trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, that happens to the best of us. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, when might you. Where uh, are we on time now, Gordon? Well, we're looking pretty good. We're only halfway through. Halfway through. So, you can right. talk about the other half of your projects. How about in the future? What is your far off, most out there dream? 
the Safathia well, story or you know that the, the um, I'm interested in doing another uh, in doing another Gloucester piece I don't know I don't know what that's going to be mm. I want to do a film about um, my grandfather's um, story coming to America oh yeah. wow that would be interesting Grandfather, meaning daddy of Vincent Olson. No, this is the the grandfather of my mother, oh. the father of my mother, my oh, grandpa okay. on that side. Oh, yeah. wow! And where yeah. were they from? Uh, he was from Latvia. 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 Wow. Yeah. That is the not in the Balkans, the Baltic. <laughs> the ba- the Baltic. Yes, the Baltic. You always get those two confused. Estonia, yeah. Latvia, Lithuania. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's another story about, um, it's a story about immigration and about music, and um, it's got a lot of wow. interesting aspects to it. Wow, but that's a major, it's going to take some Well, money. all of these yeah. films are major. Yeah. When yeah. you have, you know, when you're putting things together with like chewing gum and, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. paper clips, you know, it takes me a long time to make a film. It took me seven years to make Polis Is This. Why? Because, you know, there's no money out there. That's right. And, uh... I have to put all this stuff together, and it takes a long time to do it. That, so, you can only go so far by yourself before you have to stop, take another project right. to feed the, the baby, and then. Yeah. Uh, but at least yeah. the baby's grown up. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that is fantastic! Yeah. Wow. Well, um, uh, I'm just also going to dial back to the Writer Center because that is a baby of yours. It uh, is. Yeah. Only you could have started it in a way because of the Vincent connection, the house, the yeah. timing, the connections, the art credence in this town. But yeah. I, I, I also love how the timing was perfect. It Both was. Rocky Neck Cultural Center and the Writer Center kind of launched at the same time period, and they the time was just perfect. Because it was. The timing was perfect. Yeah. But I'll tell you a little story, backstory on that. Um, um, Vincent died in December on, on Christmas Eve, December 2007. And when he did, I real I knew that I wanted to make some sort of living memorial to his time in Gloucester. And I thought a writer center was a good idea. Mm. And um, I worked on that, uh, you know, trying to raise my, my, my cousin, uh, was the executor, um, and I, we're, the house was for sale. Mm. And so this was 2007. And so this was before the bubble burst, right? So everybody so thought little, it was Vincent's worth the fortune. Little, little shack, <laughs> you know, was on the, his like, yeah, was <laughs> 300 towers. Right, <laughs> yes. right, right. Not 300, but, but 200. Yeah, but not yeah. 50. <laughs> right. And uh, so. Uh, you know, I tried to raise some money so that I wouldn't have to go into Hawk to do it. And I, in, in three years, I raised $8,000. Now, I've, and then I thought, I'm not going to, yeah. I'm going to, I'll take this eight grand and I'll digitize, you know, his books. Yeah. I'll get them out there. So and you that'll, have something. Yeah, to, and, that'll, yeah. and that'll be that. Um, the meanwhile, uh, an old friend of Annie Thomas and myself, Paul Sawyer, was uh, uh, involved in helping us do this. He w- were planning on, on um, you know, we went back and forth. Well, one in April of 2010, Paul Sawyer called me and he said, uh, "Henry, uh, I want to I want to tell you something. First off, I have pancreatic cancer." So I've got a few more months to live, maybe. 
And I know you've spent the last three years trying to raise this money for to, to make this place happen. But I want you to give, and I know you're sick of it, because I had had this conversation with him. I said, this is what I'm going to do, Paul. I'm, I'm done right. with it. I can't spend any more time on this. i gotta, I got to get on with life. And he said, just, just give me a little, help me this one last time, right? Try to make this happen. I want to make, there's two things I want to get done. I want to finish my book, which he had finished when he called me. So I've got one off my plate. And the other thing I want to make sure that I do is to uh, make sure that Vincent's house becomes a writer's center. Will you help me? Yeah. Checkmate. <laughs> Checkmate, yeah. right. What am I going to do? Paint it into your own corner. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So I have, but, but he set the narrative forward with that story. That, I mean, that's, that's a great, totally. you know, and what a fundraising tool, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't go that. I wouldn't that go that low. But underneath that, yes, it was. You no, know, but it motivates, you his, it motivates people. Yeah, it motivates yeah, people exactly. Right. And that's what. Uh, so, and and um, oh yeah. Originally, I tried to get Annie Thomas to help me with Vincent's thing, and she wasn't at interest mm. at all. But when Paul laid that story down, she was checkmated as well. <laughs> so, what happened? That was in a- in April, um, by J- and that was in 2010. So the bubble burst. The house was dropped uh, like to half as mu- half as much for, to a hundred thousand. Yeah. And in that time, in that two months, we raised uh, ninety thousand dollars and bought the place. Oh my God, that is fantastic. what a great story. Yeah. You should print the word Vincent on the pencil. You know how you have uh, Ticonderoga printed on a real pencil? You have to say Vincent. Small letters. So yeah, you... well, we have the Writer's Center on there. I thought there was. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I just figured on the other so side. So that's the story of how the Writer's Center came to be. Wow. Well, what a great team. And Annie is just terrific. Yeah. And it just shows you how we all, none of us are experts, but we all in America, we're all pioneers. You use that common sense to become a founder of an institution like that. What I'm amazed yeah. is how people come out of the woodwork. To support the Writer Center. When we did the uh, Fish Tales back in, when was it? Yeah, in, in December. Yeah, it was, I've at never state, seen so many people company. on the Gloucester stage, and I don't think they have either. I mean, basically, it was, yeah, that was a great the fire show. marshal had walked in, and it was a great show, And but it was just the love. It wasn't cheap. Yeah. People all paid their money to come yeah. in. Yeah. And uh, I hope Gloucester Stage learned something about the value of strategic partnerships in there. Because, oh, oh my God, to do something in conjunction with you means a full house. Well, well, Jefferson was, uh, tre- yeah. very, was tremendous and yeah. couldn't happen without And Bob Walsh is a him. fan of yours, yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, and so. Bob, what a, what, a, yeah. what a great piece that he read that uh, Israel Oh, yeah, wrote. in his, yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting because when uh, your buddy Kenny Reeves talking about his other Gloucester-centric pay yeah. play that I know you had a lot to do with, um, that basically, uh, uh, you know, I said you should really work through them because through the Writer Center to say, you know, I think we can guarantee some great crowds. And how about we yeah. co-structure I, it? I hope that that's going to be moving forward soon. Yes. I'm actually, TBD. Uh, I think they're talking about as a uh, never dark thing to start. Yeah. But uh, whatever. That would be a great Well, I'm workshop. actually in the process of finding my Simon Geller tapes from 1980. Oh. Let's double your face, say I am gone. 
<laughs> no, you need a little more Yiddish in there. Oh, okay, you. let's hear it. No, not, not oh, look okay. at me. Yeah, yeah. I was telling well, I was giving you, there you go. See, there I don't remember go. the Yiddish, but I remember him falling asleep. And you'd hear the phone ring while the music we all was have our, We all have our Geller stories. I know, exactly. Yeah. But I think the piece that, so Kenny's play is based on the documentary. And, um, you oh, know, Fishtown. On Radio uh, Fishtown. Radio Fishtown. Yeah. yeah. And, but then he, he we... After that, we thought we were going to make a real movie about that, and we wrote a yeah. uh, we've got a hundred and twenty page script out yeah. there based on Simon Geller, and that went absolutely nowhere except we uh, we we had a reading of it, which was very cool in Boston at at the Coolidge Corner oh. Theater. Oh, and nice! And had about ten actors. Yeah. You know, you know how much fun that is. No, right. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Did it ever show on Channel 2? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah, it did. Yeah. I yeah. thought it yeah, did. Yeah, because we had Robert J. Lertzema. Yeah. My he great our... story, I can tell our engineer, yeah, yeah. Jim Capillo, was I was coming out of my uh, sail, and I was on Raymond's Beach. In those days, I didn't do it off a dock. It was a, make it easy. Instead, I would pull the boat up on the sand, and you'd be so exhausted. So I'm walking <laughs> up on this pretty warm day with a survival suit on, sweating, basically. And I, Kenny and I come up with the camera, and we say, <laughs> Gordo! Do you know Simon Geller? And Gordo says, I said, Simon Geller, and this is what, 76? Yeah. This is like mm -hmm. out of the blue. Yeah. You mean the Donald Trump of Gloucester? <laughs> right? <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, what, yeah. he's saving the town or something? Uh, or, you know, yeah. whatever. But at some point, you look back and there was no Trump on the horizon then. It was just <laughs> absolutely, he'd been in the news or something stupid, getting divorced or something. Right. And, uh, right. Simon Geller was, and yet Donald Trump really is the Simon Geller of the country. Yeah, mm -hmm. really. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, Trump, is, the, Trump isn't even close to no. having Jeez. the class that. Oh. That's Simon Geller. Especially had. this week, going after Obama like that. Yeah. Well, um, so we did the past. We're yeah. working on the present, and we've talked about the future. Um, you picked a wonderful woman, Maureen Alward, who came on my podcast, like number seven or so. Uh -huh. um, and she was terrific, and she runs Fishtown, Fishtails. She does. She does an incredible job. Uh, she's so into it, too. You know what our next one is? No, that's why Nerds. I Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We even have like a ten-year-old nerd who's going to be telling a story. <laughs> well, Jim, maybe you'd like to. Hey, oh, sorry, hey, 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 sorry, hey. sorry. Actually, maybe we get the accountant on or something. You know? Wow. And what's yeah. the theme of nerd? Well, nerddom well, has nerds. many sources, so yeah. and it we, is for it's us going to learn. Be, uh, uh, Maureen has chosen someone else to curate the show, so Jim Dowd is curating the show. And um, we don't know where we're going to have it yet, but oh. I'm still working on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, uh, but I think it's the it's Friday, March twenty fourth, maybe. Wow! So we what, are coming up. What, you yeah, mean? I don't know what my calendar. Oh my god! You don't have a venue, calendar. and it's two weeks. No, away. I know. Is yeah, that horrible. Do it up but, a cable here. <laughs> we did one here at cable. Yeah. It was great. Oh, I'll but bet. it was tight. We couldn't get an audience in here. Well, she got me to do Fishtails Rock 24th, and Roll. 24th, 24th. Yeah, that was a and, great one, Rock and Roll. And I told, I told my first story, which was pretty standard about basically introducing... Tell me, tell, tell me about your story, Gordon. It was the Stevie Ray Vaughan one, where he was a total unknown, and he came up to play free. Where? At the Chicago NAMM show in 1980. Why didn't you bring him to Gloucester? <laughs> He's dead. Um, but he basically <laughs> played for free. That's how unknown he was. It'll be easier to get him if he's dead. Yeah, but I did get to uh, 
smoke a joint with him. Afterwards, because he locked himself in the dressing room with one of the roadies' girlfriends. Here. Yeah, well, it's legal now, but it wasn't then, so yeah. I'll have to be retroactively arrested. But um, but it was one of the great stories. And then I told her a story on, that was basically on me. I shouldn't have done it. How we had this amazing Eric Clapton poster for, of a cover, yeah. and he had older, always told his publicist how much he liked it. So when his boat, the Blue Oyster or whatever it was, came into town, I actually went out with the poster in my speech. But, and I put it with a big note saying, you always like this. Hey, give me a call if you need a shower and want to right. come ashore. Left it on the thing, sped away, waved to the guy and said, there it is, the captain who was there. And then I go home, open the paper, and I find out the Blue Oyster was sold two years before to an oil baron. Oh, <laughs> and I dear. had just given away my favorite poster to nobody. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Well. All right. Well, enough about me. All right. What else you want to say? What is is what it? The G word say? that drives you, Gloucester? Is that the overriding? What are your fears about Gloucester? Oh, uh, same old. I don't want to be a bummer here. Yeah. This is like an up show. Well, but you know, it's funny. I find that my fears have actually been tempered slightly. The yeah. developers. I think that yeah, the market what's happen, itself. What's going to happen yeah. down there at? Uh, at uh, Americold. Uh, I know. Isn't what's that happening there? Well, you know, I had heard originally you know, that, is that providing said, those great jobs for Gloucester? Yeah. That, bringing that, everybody yeah. from outside into But there. they're not going to, they said, increase any more footprint than they had used to have in there, O'Donnell Houston. Yeah. And that, in fact, right now, a third of the building was unusable. Well, why don't they just admit that they screwed up way back oh, then? Why and like, don't they? And like take the thing down yeah. and put something that's more... In I'm much more worried about the school in East Gloucester because that is a beautiful yeah. piece of territory. Yeah. And we know a lot of people between Nor you and I library. who are going to be affected by that. I mean, Swinson's Field, uh, Charlie, you know, Olson, that's where he had everybody to play ball. Yeah. And that's whole area is going to be obliterated. And the idea of school buses turning on those tight streets, I mean... It's not exactly yeah. a, a neighborhood that's wide open. Well, anyway, yeah. as you say, I don't want to end on a bummer. Um, yeah. But you and I do think the same way in a way. We love our Gloucester. Uh, we love it the way it is, but we're open to improvements. And uh, I think we've both been you know, won over by Safathia and her attitude. And... Artists kind of like the way things are. Are. <laughs> yeah. And um, aren't, you know, a lot of aren't particularly into creating a lot of change yeah. because as Vincent used to say a lot, he used to say Gloucester is perfect unto itself. Um, and um, so all of this mega change from, I mean, thinking about tearing down the library. Oh. And how about going to uh, Good Harbor Beach? And they've already started those. Uh, well, that, yeah, look, at that, that that lovely thing could have been at the uh, uh, end of Rocky Neck, right? Uh, totally. It could have been on the end of the back shore, on the wrong side. Yeah. The way right. they've put right. already, they put the steel things into the marsh like that. And, but, uh, you know, you got to chase the buck, baby. Well, that's it. But, you know, my mother used to come to Gloucester, and she'd say, you all probably think this place has changed. But she goes, I've been coming here since the 20s. She goes, Gloucester is the same. She goes, I cannot believe, compared to the rest of the world, how little Gloucester has changed. So yeah, for that, yeah. I say, Yahoo, you know? Yeah. So I am going to wrap this up with a tip of the hat to everything you do, from your musicianship 
to your How about my dancing? Sponsorship to your and Ed dancing. Gordy, you yeah. know, I didn't know that you had to do this podcast naked. No, he's got his shirt Man. off already. No. God. Oh, yeah. It's crazy up only here. Only when cable. Becky engineers then. This you know, is yeah. cable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we're going to cut the cable soon. <laughs> thank you so much, Henry Farini, for coming on. Fish thank, you, thank, you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.